Welcome back to the Sports Hour. This is Mitch Mo, And this is The Mormon. And Mitch has a ton of energy. I love that. I know. That... I just found it in about the last 30 seconds. I don't know why. Yeah, I got he... really excited. So <laughs> we, are, we, are, we are both excited today. And the reason why is because we have a lot of fun conversation uh, ahead. Today we are going to talk about the greatest NBA players of all time, the GOAT list. Uh, we have NBA free agency going on right now. And LeBron is probably changing teams, and so we thought this would be an appropriate time to uh, have this conversation and where uh, where we have certain players, where he ranks in the uh, greatest of all time, and and maybe where we see him ending up at the end of his career. Uh, so it's going to be a fun conversation uh, today, right, Mitch? Yeah, it sure will be. Uh, I hope so. I hope I so. Think, you know, I think our lists are going to take a take a few people by surprise. I hope so. I mean, I'm going to have to spend an hour explaining why I have Kobe Bryant as the best player of all time. Uh, but other than that, you know. <laughs> you might need more than an hour to explain that. I'm just That's kidding. I'm just kidding, guys. Before you turn off the podcast already, I am joking. <laughs> I'm joking. Way to scare people away, <laughs> asshole. Everyone, everyone was just, yeah, they're like, I'm done. I can't. Unsubscribed. Like, take, take it back. <laughs> no, hit that subscribe button again. Seriously. Hit that subscribe button. Follow us. Keep following us on Instagram. Oh, man. No, but we, uh, I think we do have some surprises, like Mitch said. And uh, it's a conversation I've wanted to have for a minute. And it is a uh, played out conversation. Uh, A lot of people talk about it, especially with the things that LeBron has done the last few years. But I I, I don't know. Mitch and I have never done this. And, uh, you know, it's fun to do the research for and and talk about it. And uh, so, yeah, we're going to have this conversation for you guys. So stick around and we'll be right back. free agency coming up got some guys that are opting out of their contracts we're going to talk about it a little bit so Dallin why don't you lead us off why don't you go tell us what's up in the news as far as NBA free agency goes yeah for sure so uh we are recording this on July 1st Sunday July 1st free agency started 12 a.m eastern time last night uh so for me for me that was 10 p.m because I'm in mountain time so west coast people that's like nine uh and we already have some news to talk about. LeBron is taking his time with free agency, so we'll probably find out. I honestly expect to find out by the end of this week uh, where he plans on going. But we have a few uh, people we want to mention. So first, Paul George. Uh, with, with This was probably the biggest news of the night. Paul George re-signed with the Oklahoma City Thunder. He signed a four-year max contract, $137 million, and that comes with a fourth-year player option. And uh, it was really surprising to see him stay in Oklahoma City. What did you think, Mitch? Yeah, I I honestly thought he was going to be in L.A. I thought that's where he was going to go. Um, but I thought it was also awkward and weird the way he announced it. He did it at Russell Westbrook's party. 
Right. They, I, I, I think they already knew it was going to happen, so it was just like throw this party and celebrate, and then oh yeah, yeah. we'll announce. Like he invited you know? <laughs> like five hundred people to this party, and then like his main invitee was Paul George, and so like I think they were expecting him to make an announcement about that. So right. Um. But yeah, no, good for him. He got paid. He's a great player. Yeah. Um. I think him and Russell Westbrook team up together very nicely so i think it's a good fit for him there yeah yeah you know it is uh it is interesting i i think there's a few factors that go into this one i was surprised just because this is a team last year that got bounced by utah in the first round Mm. when, when they had home court advantage and uh so this is a team that underperformed heavily. I mean, people, when Melo and uh, Paul George came to the, the Thunder last year, people were talking about them as a team that could compete with the Warriors. And they vastly, vastly underperformed last year. So the fact that he is willing to come back obviously shows that, I guess he believes in the team and they have potential. But I don't see how with Melo next year and the roster, uh, how it is that they're going to do any better then they, I mean, maybe they get past the first round this next year, but I, I mean, they they're not competing with Houston or Golden State. I honestly so it, think that Carmelo is kind of more of a sore, or works against any team that he's on right now. Oh yeah, oh absolutely. So I think if they were able to offload him, which I don't think they're going to be able to do that, they can't. They, <laughs> yeah, they're locked into him. But right. I think if there if there was ever a situation to where they were able to offload him and get some different talent in there they'd be better off without Carmelo and just having Westbrook and George there but absolutely they're kind of locked into him right now yeah well and he Melo's got one year left on this contract so he will be out uh as of next summer so I guess you know Paul George signs his four-year contract knowing that okay this year we just continue to build camaraderie continue to establish the team once Melo leaves then we could get another superstar on this team and really solidify but this team is vastly over the tax the luxury tax is is going to be a heavy bill for them next year which is surprising um and I don't know I just I feel like LA made the most sense he said that last year and obviously things have changed but I think a lot of it is the fact that LeBron is most likely to go to LA and I don't know if he really liked the idea of going to play with LeBron. I think he liked the idea of L.A. because he would have been that guy with a bunch of young players and could have, you know, really led the team. And now if he goes and LeBron goes and Kawhi goes, now he's the third best guy on the team. Now, he, you know, he's like he's far behind Kawhi and LeBron. He, if that's He what wants happened. to be the guy on a team. But, and, and, but he's not. But he's not going to be that in Oklahoma City either. But I think he's right. okay playing second fiddle to Russell Westbrook, which is weird because no one wants to be second fiddle to Russell Westbrook because he's kind of a dick anyway. Yeah. yeah. So it's, it's it's a fascinating decision. I think part of it too is that uh, because he was traded, Oklahoma City has his birds right bird rights, which means they were able to offer him the highest contract. So he would have lost out on about 40 million had he signed elsewhere. Uh so he does right. get more money being an OKC, but I don't know, 40 million to me uh with the money you can make in LA in that market and also like probably winning a championship, I I I would take that when you're already getting paid, you know, a lot of money. But hey, uh good for Oklahoma City. They gambled by trading for him last year and it paid off and uh we'll see if they can improve on uh, on what they did last year, but that was that was probably the biggest surprise. Um, 
I want to mention uh, Chris Paul resigned with Houston. That was expected. He signed a max four year, one hundred and sixty million dollars. Uh, the only reason why I want to mention this is because he is thirty three years old, and they will be paying him something like forty four, forty five million dollars that final year of that contract when he's thirty seven. And I don't see Chris Paul uh, producing at a level worth $40 million at any point in the next four years. So it's surprising that they – I mean, I knew they were going to pay him, but to me it doesn't make sense. I mean, he had one of the better years of his career last year, and he's 33 years old. So what's going to tell you that he's not going to be serviceable and maybe even worth that money? I think – I don't know how the NBA contracting works if you can restructure it to where he's earning less later in the contract. Um, he earns more is actually how it works out. So, okay. like, he'll so, earn – like I said, it'll go up. So that final year, you know, it, he'll end up making more than $40 million. Yeah. So, so, I don't know. At four, at 37 years old, it's hard to, it's hard to pay anyone $40 million unless your yeah. name is Tom Brady. Right, right. And even, I mean, maybe LeBron. I mean, LeBron will probably have a contract about that size. And he's been productive into 30. What is he? He's 33, right? Yeah, he's 33. So I, I, we'll see. I, don't, I, thought, it was, I thought it was interesting. Um, not much to note there. We knew he was going to resign with Houston. Um, but, uh, yeah. I Chris secretly Paul. hoped that he'd sign with L.A. And that'd have been him awesome. And Le- him and LeBron would go to LA, but you know, we should have had Chris Paul years ago. So I would have rather yeah. had him years ago than now, but uh, I mean, I guess it would have been cool. <laughs> um, yeah. So here's, here's one I want to mention. Uh, Kevin Durant resigned with golden state. Obviously that was a, uh, a given, but he signed a one in one deal, which is what he signed last year. So instead of signing the five year max contract, he signs a two year 60, about $62 million, uh, with the second-year player option, so he'll do what he did this year, play on the year contract, opt out, and then next summer re-sign again. Um, and I don't know. I, I was expecting him. I think most people expected him to sign the max, you know, four or five-year contract. Uh, so I think it's interesting that he that he chose not to. What do, what do you think? Yeah, he he he's said so many times in the last six months how much he loves playing in the Bay Area and how much he wants to stay in Golden State, and. I think we all got that feeling from him, but then when he signs a contract like that, it makes you think that maybe he doesn't want to be there as much as he's saying that he does, Mm -hmm. and he knows that he could win right now, and so that's why he took the one-and-one deal, and I think he knows that Clay's not going to be there too much longer, I don't think. Mm -hmm. Um, There's going to be some guys on that roster that are going to leave, and I think that he wants out when that roster starts to fall apart. Yeah, I think he wants to keep his options open. I, I I think Kevin Durant has seen what LeBron has done, and this this is exactly what LeBron's done when he came back to Cleveland, was these one-in-one deals where he can opt out and then look at the team and where it's at and decide, do I want to come back or do I want to leave? And Kevin Durant is putting himself in that position of power to say, hey, next summer, you know, if, uh, if Clay ends up leaving, then I don't have to stay. I'm not locked in. I can choose to stay. Or, you know, maybe I, maybe I go somewhere else. I, uh, I took these, I took these uh, three guys in an Uber last night that were uh, playing. They're out here in Utah playing for the, the summer league team for the Utah Jazz. And uh, we were talking, we were talking NBA free agency. And I, I brought up Kevin Durant and I asked them, I was like, so what do you guys think of like Kevin Durant not signing the max and doing the one and one? And one of the guys was like, he wants to go back to OKC. 
he's going to go back to OKC next summer. And I was like, bruh, wait, let me think about this. So Melo's contract is up next summer, which means that all that money they're paying him will be free. Kevin Durant can opt out of his contract next summer and go join Russell Westbrook and Paul George back in OKC. And I was like, I was like, bro, if he did that, that'd be the craziest thing that has ever happened. Like he leaves, goes, he but he would lose so, so much respect. If bro, he did but that. like, Look at this, because this is what he said. He was like, bro, that's what LeBron did. LeBron did the same thing. He played for Cleveland, dipped because he wanted to win a chip, went and won chips in Miami, and then came back and was like, okay, now we're going to win one here. Like, Kevin Durant could literally pull a LeBron James, and I never even thought about this, but when he brought that up, I was like, maybe that's why he signed this one-in-one deal. And you know what's unfortunate about that move is – Everyone's going to label it as weak. Yep. Everyone's going to label it as weak. And LeBron did the exact same thing, but it's acceptable when LeBron does it. Right. Like, that, that's just the, that's what he's going to get called out on. Is it, oh, it's a weak move. He's going there to win championships. Yeah, wouldn't that be fascinating? What do you guys think? I, I mean, let us know what you think of that. I, like I said, this, uh, this, this NBA player said that to me last night, and I was like, bro, that would be insane. But the, the, the possibility is there. Because because uh, Kevin yeah, Durant will most yeah. likely opt out next summer. He'll have the options, and OKC will have the space. That would be insane. Uh, we'll see what happens there. Uh, but I just thought that was interesting. And then finally, um, just wanted to mention real quick: DeAndre Jordan opted out of his contract with the Clippers and has signed with the Dallas Mavericks on a one-year deal worth twenty-four million dollars, which is essentially what he w- he opted out of. So he was owed twenty-four million. By the Clippers this year. So essentially Dallas paid him the same he would have got paid in L.A., but just to play for Dallas. Um, and this is fascinating because if uh, you guys don't remember, in 2015, uh, DeAndre Jordan committed to playing for the Mavericks, was going to sign a contract. But the way free agency works is there's a three-day morad- moradium. I don't know how you say the word. But anywho, you have three days before you can officially sign the contract. So any of these guys that we mentioned have not officially signed with the team. They have till, I think, Wednesday. Then they can officially sign their contract. So in that time between when he committed to the Mavs, the Clippers went to him and basically locked him in a room and talked to him for hours and hours until he convinced to sign with the Clippers again. Uh, so he shafted the Mavericks three years ago. And so now he finally, I guess, could go to Dallas. They're, they're going to make this happen on this one-year deal. And uh, I thought it was interesting that he didn't, they didn't sign him for long-term. They're going to give him the one year, uh, see how it works out for them, and then they can pursue a long-term contract uh, next summer. I, I haven't heard much about that, so that, that was kind of breaking news to me. So Yeah, well, I'm all about this NBA breaking news. So Oh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, I mean, free agency. We like I like I said earlier, LeBron has still yet to decide. He's meeting with the Sixers today. He had a phone call with the GM of the Cavs last night. Uh, obviously, he's in LA right now. It is probably at his home in Brentwood. So he will most likely with, meet with the Lakers soon. And uh, who else we got? Demarcus Cousins is still uh, an option for uh, the Lakers. Have kind of shifted their attention to him since Paul George uh, is resigning with OKC. Um. That'd be, fr- that'd be a hell of a pair with DeMarcus Cousins and LeBron. Yeah, you know, and I, and I, DeMarcus was not the first choice as a Lakers fan, but they would most likely pursue a short-term max contract, so probably two to three years as opposed to the normal four or five, 
because right. he has injury issues. And they can really test it out and say two or three years, does it work out? Does it not? And then, uh, you know, because if he works out, he's probably uh, close to, if not the best center in the NBA. So I think he is. Yeah. You know, he can uh, I mean, obviously he can play. So if he works out, it would be a great pairing. Uh, So uh, we'll see what happens. Those are the only other, I think, big name guys left, LeBron and and, and DeMarcus. So we'll see what happens there, but. We will keep you updated. Follow the Twitter and the Instagram uh, for updates and free agency. We'll be tweeting and posting on there as we get news. So, yeah, free agency. So much fun. Shall we transition, Mitch? We shall. Transition. What do we got today? What, what, what segment do we got today for the people? So, making a reappearance on the Sports Hour, we are doing our Forgotten All-Star segment. And, Dallin, it is your turn. I think we're going to start making this more of a of a weekly thing. Um, but it is your turn to do the forgotten all-star. So take it away, sir. Yeah, it, it, it is. It is my turn. And uh, yeah. So today we're going to, we're going to do a little NFL an NFL forgotten all-star. So our, uh, our participant this week on the segment is Derek Anderson. Derek Anderson is a quarterback and uh, he uh, he made made a Pro Bowl. So uh, he played for the uh, the the measly absurd. (laughs) Well, it's even better because he played for the Cleveland Browns when he went to a Pro Bowl, which just makes it all better. Um, Yeah, this was the year that the Browns were like 10 and six and made the playoffs in 07, and it was like the random anomaly in this last 25 years of misery. And, uh, yeah, so he he started 15 out of 16 games that year. He had a 10-5 and five record. He threw for 37, almost 3,800 yards, 29 touchdowns, 19 interceptions. Oh, holy smokes. And, and, That's a lot of interceptions. And, yeah, that is a lot. The 29 touchdowns is pretty, pretty decent, but... um. Yeah, and that was it, and 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 they had a good record, and I don't know who else was in the Pro Bowl. I, from what I remember, I think he got in as like an injury alternate, which is a lot of these cases. Mm. And, you know, is, is somebody doesn't get in, and then you know, and then it's like, oh, well, he's like the fourth or fifth guy, and so they he ends up being a Pro Bowler. But yeah, I mean, he made a Pro Bowl. They had this one good season, and he's basically been a backup ever since. He's never started more than ten games in a season since. Uh, the year after, he started nine games in Cleveland, seven games the next year, then went to Arizona for a season, played nine games. And since 2011 till last year, he was the backup quarterback for the Carolina Panthers and has backed up Cam Newton the whole time and has started four games in the last uh, seven years. So hmm. I mean, now he, he's not for Carolina. He's not playing for Carolina anymore. He's signed with a different team, and I don't. I can't I, I did not I was not able to find who he played who's currently playing for. Um but he's just a backup now. And he pretty much has always really been a backup. Yeah. <laughs> he just had like yeah. one one season. And that was actually so that was his second season in the league. He he was only twenty four at that time. So that was only his second season. He made the Pro Bowl and uh that was it. So Derek Anderson. Forgotten? All star. Absolutely forgotten. Yeah. But put Derek some respect Anderson. on his name. He's a Pro Bowl quarterback, Derek Anderson. 
How could you forget? How? How could you forget? Yeah, isn't that weird? So weird. So weird. So weird. I don't know. Forgotten All-Stars, man. They're random sometimes. So we'll have another one next week. We'll we'll figure out what that's going to be. Either a Forgotten All-Star or a Where Are They Now segment. We haven't mm-hmm. decided yet. But yeah, that was our Forgotten All-Star segment this week. Brought to you by, insert some ad or sponsor <laughs> here. We don't have one. so uh, We yeah. should just make one up. I don't know. We'll just own it. Brought to you by Dasani Water. Ah. Are you thirsty and you need something to drink? Drink Dasani. Pure, crisp taste. Also brought to you by Pure Leaf Brewed Iced Tea. I don't have anything clever to add to that, so I'm just going to leave yeah. it there. Yeah. If if you like your tea iced iced out like a like a rapper's wrist, drink Pure Leaf. This is the oddest transition. <laughs> One of these days, guys, we will have real sponsors, and you'll be like, remember when they did those, like, awkward fake sponsors? Yeah, that when was not funny. we did awkward fake sponsors, but guess who's sending me free iced tea for life now? Pure Leaf, because I yes. plugged them right now. Wouldn't that be nice? Wouldn't that be nice? I That's love right. it. I love it. Yeah, let's, I don't let's, think it's going to happen. Let's talk about goats. Let's talk about goats? goats. Like the furry creatures with the horns, or? Both. Oh, Okay. Yeah, let's talk goats. Top 10 NBA players of all time here on the Sports Hour today. So me and Dallin spent some time this week and made a list of our top 10 NBA players all time. And I'll tell you, it was tough narrowing it down just to 10. We got a, I got a couple honorable mentions here that aren't on my list. Um, names that I think... Might make some of your guys' lists. Maybe it made Dallas' list. I haven't heard Dallas' list yet. So, um, names like Charles Barkley, Elgin Baylor, Tim Duncan, Hakeem Olajuwon, Allen Iverson, Dwayne Wade, the mailman, Carl Malone, John Stockton, Dirk Nowitzki, Kevin Durant, Reggie Miller. Guys like that didn't make the list, at least for me. Uh, but those were my honorable mentions. Guys that I think you can consider. Um, and obviously there are some guys, Julius Irving was probably the biggest name on there that didn't make the top 10 list, um, that many player that many people consider a top 10 player of all time. Um, who was the most surprising player on that didn't make your list or maybe give us a few. Um, Carl Malone was the biggest one. So the few people I looked at besides the top 10 were Tim Duncan, Carl Malone, Oscar Robertson, uh, Dirk and John Stockton. And uh, I really tried to find a place for Carl Malone because I think he's really underrated and people forget how great of a player he is. Uh, mm-hmm. He is he is second in uh, total points all time. He is second. People forget that. Carl Malone scored, bro. Second in points, seventh in rebounds overall. He won two MVPs. The, the never winning a finals, I think, hurts him. And when you compare him to other big men, uh, I don't know. For me, I just I couldn't find a place for him. Winning uh, that counts. Winning counts. Yeah, that and Tim Duncan. Tim Duncan, I tried to find a place for, but I ended up leaving him off in favor of another player who will obviously will get to at some point. But Tim uh, Duncan yeah. was Tim Duncan was hard for me to leave off because there was a lot of lists where he was in the top ten. 
I saw him as high up as number five on some lists on Fox I, yeah, I've Sports. Seen him in the, I've, I've seen him in the top five, yeah. Yeah, he, and, and he, one of the great big men of all time. And mm-hmm. he, not only that, was he that skilled, but he won throughout his whole five, career. He did Five and one. Five and one in the finals. Yeah, and he was always on a good team. So it's it was hard to leave him out of the top ten, but it was. I, did, I think I did justify it, so... I, uh, I, I, he had, he was 11 for me. He was like the, the next guy. I yeah. Mean, that, 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 I think I, him and Elijah Wan were probably T11, tied for 11th. Yeah. I couldn't decide yeah, I had two. I had Duncan 11, Malone 12. Those were my kind of like, I really tried to find a spot for him and couldn't. Uh, yeah. There's a lot of good players. So oh, let's, so uh, many. Are, are you ready to get into this, Mitch? Yeah. I want to hear we'll what start, you, I want Let's start with number one. Okay. We're talking. Yeah. Let's We're get, talking great. Let's get the obvious out of the way. Yeah. So Kobe, Kobe is the greatest player of all time, obviously. Oh, you um, had Kobe. No, no, I'm joking. Of course I'm joking, guys. Calm down. It's LeBron. No, I'm joking again. I had We're Rasha not going to do Nisterovich. this. <laughs> Who? Rasha Nesterovich. It was between him and Kwame Brown. I couldn't decide. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah, I see. Uh, <laughs> Darko. Darko's a, a personal favorite of mine. I think he's underrated. Darko oh, yeah. Patrick, you know? Uh, any, no. Him or Andre Michael- Karolinko, AK-47. <laughs> I want to put him on there. Okay, Michael Jordan is the greatest player of all time. Is this even a question, people? Like, It's, uh, it's not even close. Not even close. I, I, I understand that we can, we can have the conversation when we talk about certain other players, but the conversation ends with a consensus, Michael Jordan is the greatest player of all time. And, and that's where, like, I'm okay if people want to try to make an argument for other players. But the argument ends with Michael Jordan is the greatest player of all time. So, I mean, try as you might. That's just how it is. Yeah, it's he, – he didn't get to make Space Jam for nothing. Okay, Right. He is the greatest <laughs> of all time. No, you don't just get to pick anyone to play with Bugs Bunny, okay? He was picked <laughs> for a specific reason. It's because he's the GOAT. He's exactly. the greatest of all time. It's not even close. Uh, the finals, the scoring, the leadership quality, uh, the the GOAT. He's the GOAT. Yeah. And Five anyone time- that tries to convince you otherwise, shut them down and tell them that they suck. Because yeah. <laughs> it's not even close. Michael Jordan. That's the appropriate response. Well, and, and it's yeah. uh, it's interesting. You look at um, – I actually wrote down a few different stats for every player. But one thing I wrote down was the games – the amount of games they played because I thought that was significant. When you look at stats, a lot of guys like Larry Bird and Magic and MJ for that matter have not played that many games when you compare them to the other guys on these lists. MJ only played uh, 1,072 games and a guy like Kareem played 1,500 Kobe played 1,300, Shaq 1,200, uh, LeBron's at 1,100 right now. So these guys have played more games in, in, than, uh, than Michael had. And uh, you look at his stats and where he compares to them, obviously he's right where he needed to be. Had he played as many games as Kareem, he would have more, most definitely passed him as far as total points went. And uh, it just he was, he was the most dominant player at his time. Hands oh, down. Yeah. And I think when we have this conversation, and for me, you can look at the stats, but they're, they're, there's something else. There's an impact level that has to be considered when we're talking about the greatest players of all time. And MJ has had the biggest impact of any basketball player, and I will even say any sports, any athlete 
any athlete of all time, Michael Jordan has had the greatest impact on the world and culture in general. And that counts for something. No other player can say that. Yes, I I totally agree. No matter how big LeBron James gets culture-wise, no matter how big uh, Big Baller Brand gets, Michael Jordan is the trailblazer for that, and no one will ever surpass what your airness did. I mean, in a league of his own, and it's not even close. And everybody nowadays is just trying to do what MJ did. And MJ, like you said, he, he was the pioneer. He was the guy who did it. And I don't know. The impact level, the, uh, that, that means something in this conversation. So that's, for me, what you know, makes it obvious that Michael Jordan is the guy. Oh, yeah. So yeah. Let's, let, let's start to uh, – obviously, we agree on that, and that will probably be the last one we agree on. So let's <laughs> – It might be. It might be. Let's go to number two. Mitch, who, who's your number two? Who's number two on this list? So I've seen this guy as high as number one. On some lists, and I think that in older generations, this guy is considered the greatest of all time because he was their Michael Jordan. And uh, at number two, I have Bill Russell. Oh, uh, oh, Mitch. Oh, why did okay? Oh, what? No, I just did. I do no, something ahead. wrong. Go ahead. Okay. Um, eleven and one in the finals. That's like the only reason. Okay. No, go ahead. Explain yourself. No, well, we'll yeah, he won eleven <laughs> finals, but I mean, he was. He played in a time, so you know some people can argue that maybe his stats aren't where they're supposed to be. Uh, 963 career games, 15.1 points per game, but he played in a different era of basketball. And yep. he was also, not only that, he's probably the greatest defensive player of all time. He was known for his shot-blocking ability and his lockdown defense. Um, but 11-1 in the finals, and he wasn't just 11-1 in the finals. He was the best player on a team that was 11 and one in a final in the finals. Mm-hmm. So he, he was the most dominant guy of his time. And he was kind of that older generation, that sixties type era. He was there, Michael Jordan. And so I have Bill Russell at number two. Fascinating. I have seen that and I don't agree. I, I spoiler. I had Bill Russell at eight on my list. Oh, <laughs> that's a trash. So, but this is – okay, so the guy I have at number two is the only player, in my opinion, at this current state and, and LeBron at the end of his career with what else he does in the next five-plus years of his career, maybe he can be in this conversation as well. But the only other guy that I think you can argue for the GOAT is Kareem Abdul-Jabbar. And oh, stop if that. You're, if no. you're looking at this in a purely statistical sense, you can make the argument that Kareem is the greatest of all time. And I don't think he is, obviously. I have Menjay mainly because of impact. But Kareem was a dominant player. He's first in points. He has most points scored of all time. He's third in rebounds, third in blocks. He won six MVPs. Six MVPs. Nobody else on this list can say that. Nobody else has won more MVPs than than Kareem Abdul-Jabbar. He was six and four in the finals, 15 times on the All-NBA team, 11 times in the All-Defensive team, 19 All-Star games. Kareem was a monster. And he revolutionized what it meant to be a big man in the league at that time. He and and so I to me Kareem is I don't know Kareem is the only other guy that you could maybe try to argue as the greatest of all time. I I don't know about that because I think I could argue Bill Russell with Kareem Abdul-Jabbar, twelve-time All-Star, five-time MVP, 
Snag t- er, 68 69 all defensive team, 62 63 all star game MVP, 11 time all NBA, 11 time NBA champion. See, if you I want to throw six, those numbers out there, I think those are comparable and you can argue um, that. Right, but okay. I, let and me, he was the best player on his team throughout l- that l- era. L- let, me, let me just, sorry. I, is, uh, last time I checked, is, is six bigger than five? I don't know six how is, many championships did he win. Six is still a bigger number than five, right? I just want to. Just want to oh yeah, I six just want to is bigger check. than five. Yeah, okay, cool. Sure. I just want to make sure. So six MVPs is better than five MVPs. Okay, just, so then why are we? Okay, if we're gonna go numbers, then then why are we putting Bill Russell behind or Bill Russell or Kareem Abdul Jabbar behind Michael Jordan? The impact. If, that's if, that's if what I'm talking want, about. There, there's more numbers, than numbers. It, exactly impact. So Bill Russell was more impactful for his team because he was the best player on that team during that era. And so was Kareem Abdul-Jabbar. That's why I put him above Kareem. Kareem was the best player in the league at that time. Even when, at the end of his career, with the young Magic Johnson, you can argue that Kareem was a better player than Magic. And Kareem was at the end of his career winning championships. I don't think you could do that. I don't think you could do that because there's also, there was plenty of other guys that are better Kareem at the end of his career, like Larry Bird. Well, at the end of his career, sure. But, like, there was a lot of players that were better than MJ at the end of his career. But, like, we're not saying they're better than MJ. Uh, I don't but know. at their peak, at their peak, I don't know. Kareem was a dominant, dominant player, and statistically, it shows that. And his impact and what he did for big men, and his ability to score as a big man—that that is that is something that I think he introduced into this game and has led to a lot of the play that we have today. So you know, I, and he can't I, beat the sky hook. He can't I, beat the sky hook. No, it, that's the most undefensible shot in basketball history. I mean, there was no way you could block that shot. And iconic. 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 Yeah. It's what is a, Bill it's a Russell poster done shot. that's iconic? It's a poster shot. I mean, that's a shot that kids put up a picture of LeBron, or not LeBron James, Kareem Abdul-Jabbar up in their room on a poster shooting the sky hook. Um, and I, and I, I'm knocking you a little bit. I'm busting your balls a little bit about having him at two. I have him not too far from here. So, yeah. I mean, it's not like we're that far off, but. I, I don't hate Bill Russell at two either, I, I, honestly. But I, just I think like it's to get a pissed little at you and yell at you a little bit. That's all. I, I, it's fun. It's fun. Yeah. I, like, I like to argue. <laughs> no, it's good. Um, Let's go to yeah, number three. I, mean, I think if, if, we, if we have the same guy at number three, I think that these will be the only two that we got. I think we might. Who do you have at three? Well, I got LeBron at number three. Oh, really? Oh, no, 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 no. I have a, uh, I have Magic Johnson at three. Oh. So, so you know what? If you guys are new to the podcast, Dallin's a homer. I'm not. He, he's a <laughs> homer for I the like... Panthers, okay. and he is a homer for the Los Listen. Angeles Lakers. And now in the top three, he has two Lakers who have no dis- business being in the top three. No Excuse business. me. No business. No. Kareem Abdul Jabbar. No, no is the second best player of all time. And Magic maybe Kareem at number three. Third. No, maybe Kareem at number three. Not at number two. You have LeBron greater than Kareem. Not Get out of here, in the Mitch. Top three. No, the rest Magic of your does... list is invalid. You are out of words for the day, sir. There is no way <laughs> that Kareem Abdul-Jabbar and Magic Johnson take up your two and three spot. Yes, that's absurd. impact, impact. They were dominant players, and look at the impact that Magic has had on the league, and that oh, Showtime Lakers that he led, he led two championships. They were playing an offense that, that changed the way that offenses were run in the NBA. That fast, quick Showtime Lakers 
That's something we see today in the modern NBA, 20, 30 years down the road. Ugh. I just he was a three time he was a three time MVP. He was five and four in the finals. Twelve time All Star. Ten time All NBA. He was a B. He was six five nine, and four in the finals. And you want to put assists. him ahead of the guy who was eleven and one? Yeah, yeah, I do. Because the league's different there. Just because you win, okay, Robert Ory's won seven rings doesn't mean I think Robert Ory should be the goat. Well, no, but don't but don't be petty like that. Of course, Robert Ory's not in this conversation. Right, so they only mean so much. It's about to me. It's about impact and Bill Russell. To but me, everyone is talks not as about it. it. But that's always a selling point in this argument: is how many rings have they won? That's one of the big reasons they try to compare LeBron and Michael. Is right, but how you many also, rings has he won? For me, you have to compare eras too, and what the NBA looked like. Like I don't knock right. Carl Malone for not winning a Finals because he had to play MJ. So like. Yeah, you're probably not going to win him. LeBron's the same way. When he faced the Warriors for the last four years, he won one. Honestly, he shouldn't have even won I don't know. that one. So, well, like, can we really not? I don't know if we, we really, not really say that he was playing MJ because he wasn't even in the same conference as MJ. Yeah, but they played the in the finals. The only reason they would have met would have been in the finals. No, Malone? Yeah, they played in the finals. That's what I'm saying. But, like, that's who you had to beat to win a finals. And same with LeBron. Like, you have to beat the Warriors to win a finals. I can't knock you that – like, I, I, I like to me, that, like, means something when you're not, be, like, beating teams that are the dominant team of that era. Like, I don't yeah. knock Reggie Miller for not beating the Lakers in the early 2000s or Jason Kidd because those teams were – Shaq and Kobe were dominant. Nobody was going to beat them. Yeah. I, so, so I, I mean, I'm I'm – I'm definitely knocking on you for putting Magic in the top three, but I will say that Magic had the same kind of effect that Michael had on Scottie Pippen, and Magic had that same effect on his teammates, where he made them better. Yes. I don't think we'd be talking about Scottie Pippen had he not played with Michael Jordan. Nope. And nope, so, not at all. And Scottie Pippen was on my honorable mentions list. I, I think he's one of those great players that often gets swept under the rug and not even talked about. But Michael made him so much better, and I think Magic had that same effect on his yeah. teammates. And I think we we remember the Showtime Lakers as being this all-dominant team, but I think it was just the fact that Magic made everybody play so well. I mean, there were great players, no doubt. You know, Michael Cooper, Rambis, a lot of the role players were solid, but, I mean, they're not great guys. But Magic and the way they ran that team made it better than it, than it was, than it, could, than it should have been on paper. So, yeah. I don't know. Impact for me. When I'm looking at impact, I'm looking at legacy. To me, Magic has that. Even though he only played 900 games. And that's where his stats are lower. But had he played the same amount of games as Kareem or some of these other guys, then I, he looks better on paper, quote-unquote. But Yeah. Five and four in the finals. Went to nine finals. So That's great. That's fantastic. Yeah. I don't think he's number three. So I put why, LeBron, why do you, I put so LeBron, LeBron there. Okay, argue LeBron for me then. I mean, if you're going to compare, if he's going to be the guy that you compare to Michael Jordan, why wouldn't you have him in your top three? Why wouldn't you? Because he's not there yet. That's such a bullshit answer. Because <laughs> he's not no, there he's yet. No, he's not. He's not. I mean, you look at where he's at right now. In his he's career, not Michael status. No, but he's top three. To me, he's, he's not. Top I actually, Impact. I, I have. Impact. I have him at four. Okay, I have him at impact. number four. So I'm not like. It's not like LeBron's I, far from here. But no, but impact. Like you said, with Magic, and like we talked about with Michael, impact. He's made such an impact on wherever he went 
that he's won wherever he's gone. Teams were dog crap without him. And then you yep. bring LeBron in, and he's made such an impact that all of a sudden they're a finals contender or in the finals for eight consecutive years. Yeah. Two different teams. He was in the finals for eight consecutive years because his presence made such a difference. So if we want to talk about impact, I mean, that's the ultimate impact guy to me, at least. Yeah, you're right. I mean, on it, so I debated whether to put Magic or LeBron as number three. I really did. I ended up going with Magic uh, because I think we give a lot of LeBron credit for what his career will probably end up being as opposed to what it is right now. And mm. I think for me, I had to look at this like if he retires tomorrow, like – where are we looking at him? Like what? Like not where he probably will end up being, which is why I think is ridiculous when people consider him to be the greatest of all time or have passed MJ or be at that level. Because like, look at where he's at right now. He's not there. Could he get there? Sure, there's a possibility he could get there. But if he retires tomorrow, like where is he at for me? I couldn't put him in number three. I, I still had Magic, but yeah. I, I'm not. I'm not like upset that LeBron is three. Like I said, I thought about it myself. Yeah. But to me, I don't know. To me, to me, the impact. To me, Magic won more. Uh, he revolutionized. I think a lot of what the NBA was. LeBron has just been dominant, and that counts for something. But he hasn't changed the NBA in that way, in my opinion. Yeah. Uh, so yeah. Okay. So so I had so I had LeBron I, I had LeBron four and uh, I'm gonna guess that you had Kareem four. I did have Kareem four. I did. Look at that. I'm good. I'm good. Yeah. Um well I had Lou Alcinder four. <laughs> Wait, what do you know? You don't wanna call him by his by his current name? No, I just uh, that's that's just one of those things that like people forget is like he, he Kareem was, yeah, Abdul Jabbar wasn't his name when he came he into was, the league. He, converted he was drafted to Mus- as Lou Alcindor, yeah. Yeah, he converted to Islam and became – or is it Islam? Is that what he converted yeah, to? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, mm-hmm. and became yeah. Kareem Abdul-Jabbar. But, Which is such um, a cool name, by the way. Can we just, like, mention, like, how dope of a name that is? If we were <laughs> to make an all-time a top ten basketball names list, Kareem's at oh, yeah. the top. Oh, yeah. Kareem's, Kareem's in one. there. Yeah. <laughs> Kareem um, Abdul-Jabbar. Yeah. Um, that and Dikembe no, Mutombo. Yeah, they might be close. Oh, uh, Dikembe Mutombo is a great name. <laughs> That's uh, a great either. name. <laughs> Go ahead. Talk, talk about Kareem. That or Stanislav Medvedenko. I Ooh. love that name. Oh, Kazumtite. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, so I had Kareem at number four. Um, and for all the reasons that you already said, I mean, the impact that he's had, the, the talent, the skyhook, which is just a thing of beauty to watch. If you ever get the opportunity... Go on YouTube and just look up Kareem. If you are feeling stressed out (laughs) and you need to just relax and see something beautiful, go on YouTube and look up Kareem Abdul-Jabbar Skyhook, and you'll just instantly be relaxed. That's I love it. Yeah. I mean, it'll just take all your pressures away because it's such a beautiful thing to watch. Um, (laughs) That sounds beautiful, Mitch. Yeah. And uh, I I think it's funny that a lot of people associate him as a Laker. Because I think that's where he he had most of his success as a Laker, right? Um, but he was a Milwaukee Buck for a long time. Yes, and he won a championship with the Bucks. That's where, yeah, he, that's where he made his name. And so, um, yeah, I had Kareem Abdul-Jabbar. I think you, we already talked about him quite a bit. Yeah, um, and yeah. it's for the, I, all the all the reasons that you already said. I mean, right? Dominant, 
four, four, I, four is about as low. Honestly, I think he should be top three on everyone's list, but I'll, I'll let that slide for four. I had a um, hard time putting him lower than four. Yeah, I, I don't and know I, how I, I almost could. put him at like seven or six, and I was like, I don't. that No, but like, I saw it. I'd have I, been. <laughs> Hang with me for a second. You, y'all y'all should have seen my face. That oh, dude, it was like he just smelled the worst fart of his life. That was his face. It was just so nasty. Almost had a heart face. attack. I'm just kidding. No, but I tried to put him there because I was like, there's so because you know there's so many names running through your head when you're making these lists, right? And you almost, I almost wrote his name down a couple times. And I was like, I can't put him there because mm-hmm. I can't justify having him that low. I mean, yeah. he's the greatest. Uh, yeah, well, by my list, the second greatest big man of all time behind Bill he Russell. Is, but he is the greatest big man of all time, just saying. Uh, Anywho, according according uh, <laughs> to Dallin Graff, yes, he is. Yes, yes. You know, it's it's interesting. I don't know if any of you guys have tried to make this list. And if you haven't, we invite you after you listen to this episode to make a list and uh, send it to us because I'm curious uh, to see where you rank players. But it is – I think a lot of it for me was once you got to like five, six, seven, eight. Uh, to me, I just kind of like wrote a name in, and if it felt good, I kept it. And some guys, it just like you said, it just didn't feel good. You're like, nope, can't do that. It's got to be higher, or nope, that's too high. I gotta br- I gotta bring them down. You know, the best um, way to do this kind of thing is do it once. Don't make multiple lists because if your yes. gut feeling is put them there, then put them there. Yeah, I did and one so, like, list, and then I let it go for a day, and then I looked at it this morning, and I was like, cool, I'm good with it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I was the same way. I finished it. So. Half hour before we started recording, and I was yeah. like, I, I, I'm okay with this. I'm good. Yeah, it's fun. Okay, so, yeah, I mean, I like I said, I had uh, LeBron at four. Uh, Mitch said a lot about LeBron. I think he has the potential to be the second greatest player of all time. I don't think he has the potential to pass Mike, Michael Jordan at all. Uh, but no. I think he could get to number two, uh, and uh, we'll see how his career goes. And uh, if he goes to Lakers, how that will help that, who knows. Uh, let's go to five. So five how is going to be interesting. So- before we move Go on, ahead. just really quick, how much do you think the brand of Michael Jordan plays into keeping him the GOAT? Because Oh, a- absolutely. Do you think that's kind of the big contributing factor for yes. LeBron passing him? It's impact. And that's what I'm saying. Like, as a player, you can look at the stats all you want, and every player played in different eras where the game was different. Like you said, Bill Russell averaged 15 points a game. Most people would look at that like really bad, but it was a different era. He also averaged 22 points, a, uh, 22 rebounds a game. So, I mean, let's give him some credit there. But you have to look at era, how the game was played, who they were playing against, and impact to me is what matters most. Like, mm-hmm. who is the most impactful player? Who, who do you think about? I don't, you know, for me, I don't think about Bill Russell when I'm thinking about great NBA players. So I can't put him up there for me. And other people are different, obviously. And that's why this is fun because we get to, you know, have this conversation. But I, I don't think LeBron has had a tremendous impact on the game of basketball and pop culture in general. And you cannot take that away from him. But it is not greater than MJ. And it will never be greater no. than MJ. MJ just is the goat of all goats. Well, and he for is, our time, MJ the king was such goat. a yeah. And for our time, MJ was like the way Tom Brady is now today. Like he was Superman. Like yeah, no one I, tops MJ. And so yeah. I think for our generation, and maybe a little bit before us, and a little bit after us, like he's always going to be the goat. Right. For this generation, of course, they're going to argue that James is the GOAT because they never saw Michael play. Which is understandable so, because yeah. that's how they grew up, and that's fine. But, yeah, I mean, I as a kid, I watched Space Jam, like, every day. Like, every oh. single day. I wanted to name my brother Michael Jordan. 
<laughs> my mom asked me what you wanted to name my brother, and I said Michael Jordan. Like, let's just name him Michael well, Jordan. <laughs> you got close. His name is Mitchell, so I they, mean, you they, got close. My, my mom named him Mitchell Jack so that his initials would be MJ, and that was sort of a compromise, <laughs> compromise. for my Michael Jordan. <laughs> I named every fish that I got. Michael Jordan. I had like twelve fish, and they were all named Michael. Jordan. I mean, I just like, like you said, to me, there was nothing was... cooler than Michael Jordan. Exactly, nothing. exactly, and and maybe cooler. that's just like you said, the era we were raised in. Maybe in thirty, forty years, it'll be a consensus that LeBron is the goat. I and mean, that's just how it is, and it's again, possible. They don't just pick any Joe Schmo to play with Bugs Bunny and take down the Monstars <laughs> and save the galaxy. You have and to ha- be Michael, the greatest. You have to be the greatest of all time. And Michael Jordan, save the galaxy with Bugs Bunny. He's the goat. Okay, I love the how Monstars. That's the differentiating lost factor there is like he did beat the Monstars. And, he did. Uh, you know, I mean, that's one can't. of the greatest teams ever assembled. You can't. You can't beat them. So let's um let's talk number five. So I think this one will be interesting. I actually was surprised who I had at number five. I would not have guessed that I had this player at five w- before I made the list. But um, I want to – can I go first? Can I just say mine? No, you can't go first. Okay. Go first. Shaq. Go first. Shaquille oh, O'Neal. Oh, stop that. No. No, yes. no, 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 yes. no. Number five. Listen. Oh. Listen, guys. If you Not have- five. Not five. Oh. <laughs> if, you, if you have not watched the three-peat – championship that the Lakers had Shaq was the most dominant one of them was rigged one of those was rigged and you know it they still went to the final he was the most dominant player on the floor during that That time he was Sacramento Kings finals and you know ridiculously dominant Shaq was obviously an offensive power but just his size and the way he played the (sighs) game he was practically unstoppable and the latter end of his career, I think, hurts how we view him. But during that time, I mean, I, I, he was it was amazing. He was amazing. Shaq is underrated. Shaq was dominant. Eighth in points overall. Fifteenth in rebounds. Eighth in blocks. Averaged twenty three point seven points a game and ten point nine rebounds. He had one MVP. Fourteen All NBA teams. Fifteen time All Star. Four and two in the finals and three finals MVP. That man was dominant. Shaq, fifth fifth on my list. Okay. I overreacted, and I'm sorry. Thank you. Shaq is not in the top five for me. Spoiler alert, he is in my top ten. And we'll get to him later. He okay? has to be. Yeah, he has to he's be in top my top 10. ten. We will get to him later. Because, like you said, dominance. I mean, he was the most dominant guy at his position. Yes. At the time he played. In his prime, in his and, prime, absolutely. And even when he fell off the, even he when he was falling off the table, he was starting to regress a little bit. He was still dominant. Yeah, yeah. Um, watch some Shaq highlight, guys. I'm telling you, watch some dude, Shaq highlights when from he that shatters from those early 2000s. The dude was a monster. A it's, monster. It's so much fun to watch him. His videos of him playing with the magic. Because it was a yes. much more agile Shaq. I mean, he right. was much more physically. You know, he was in shape. So, mm-hmm. um, yeah, go look up Shaq highlights. That's some good ones. I have Larry Bird at number five. Really? I have Larry Bird. Whoa. I thought that middle of the pack was pretty good. And I... He's the token white guy, all right? You've got to have the token <laughs> white guy. 
But Larry Bird, um, he did have a shorter career. I didn't Only realize eight, he didn't even play nine hundred games. Well, neither did Bill Russell, and I had Bill Russell number two. Bill Russell played nine sixty three. Oh, okay. I thought it was eight. Larry Bird played eight ninety seven. Magic played nine oh six. So him and Magic played Come about on, the same amount. With a with Nick, so this here's the na- nicknames for Larry Bird. How do you deny this guy a top five ranking? Larry Legend, the Hick from French Lick, Kodiak, the Great White Hope, Larry Bird. <laughs> Look, he, he was he revolutionized the, this power forward. I think in my mind, I think he he was one of those first like good shooting power forwards. He was six nine two twenty. Big body dude, and he was a team leader. He averaged twenty four point three points a game, ten rebounds, six assists. That's an all time performance. Twelve time All Star, ten time All time are All NBA, two Finals MVPs, three three MVPs. MVPs. Yeah, um, five seems about right to me, and I I would understand the argument that maybe it's a little high. It's a but, little high, but he's top ten. Can we agree on that? Yes, he is in my top 10. Here's the thing. Okay. So you don't have Magic yet on your list, correct? Not yet. Okay, see, this is my <laughs> issue because I looked at both these players because I was like, okay, they're pretty close, right? They played practically the same amount of games. They played like nine – Magic played nine games more than Larry. So you could compare them pretty well because you have the same sample size and they played against each other in the same era. Well, and Magic would have played a lot more years had he not gotten sick. Right, and Larry Bird did not take care of his body at all. Like, you listen to the Bill Simmons podcast and the people reflecting on those times. I mean, he was, like, drinking beers between final games and just, like, well, you know. and Larry Bird also was one of the toughest SOBs to ever play basketball. Right. And so he played a lot hurt. There was one game I just saw today. He dropped, like, 47 points with only his left hand in one game. That's awesome. Like, he played without his right hand, and he's a right-handed guy. <laughs> played with his left hand and still dropped 47. I mean. That's awesome. And I, I don't want to. I don't mean to take anything away from Larry, but let's let's compare this too. Okay, so Magic and Larry each won three MVPs. Each were ten times All NBA. Each were twelve time All Stars. Magic obviously was a point forward. He had just under twenty points a game, seven rebounds, eleven assists. Larry, like you said, twenty four, ten, and six. Uh, Larry doesn't show up in the top 25 of any list as far as points, rebounds, assists, anything like that, partly due to his shorter career. Magic is fifth all-time in assists and 21st in steals. But the one thing... So, I mean, you could basically look at those. They're practically comparable, right? I mean, that that's pretty... Yeah. That's as close as you could get. Larry Bird was 3-2 and two in the finals, and he won two finals MVPs. Magic was 5-4 and four in three finals MVPs. Magic went to nine finals... And Larry went to five. So for me, I couldn't put Larry Bird ahead of Magic Johnson. It didn't make sense to me. Impact-wise, Magic, I think, is more impactful. But on top of that, like, yes, the stats, the accolades are about the same. But Magic went to more finals and won more. Yeah, okay. I I guess I get that. But, and we might as well just jump into number six right here. Because I got Magic at six. Okay. Um, And... The only reason Magic is at six and Larry is at five is because, honestly, I went from ten to one, and I thought of Magic first, and then I put down Larry. <laughs> <coughs> because, like, they, you could literally put them in the same spot. 
not only are they like best friends off the court, like they're com- fierce competitors, but like they're they're homies off the court. Um, I think there's just they're just so comparable. They're playing different positions um, and different styles of game. Uh, Larry right. was definitely a little bit more old school. The jump shot where Magic was drive slash dish right. the ball out. But like you just listed all those accolades and they're so comparable to me that I couldn't if I could do T five, just like tie them for fifth and then go on to seventh, I would. Um Okay. All right. But I I'm not trying to yeah. make you change because like I mean No, and I'm not put, gonna change. I'm put, not gonna put Larry, change, put Larry but Bird I wanted there. to explain that to Yeah, like, no no, absolutely. I mean they are both right there. You know? Right. Well, and that's what's great about Bird and, and Magic because they competed against each other. They were playing in the finals. They were, you know, battling. And you get so many great series in the '80s between those two guys, and their careers are pretty comparable. And yeah, uh, I, I think that's cool. I did not have Larry Bird at six. Spoiler alert: He's a lot later. Um, <laughs> but I have. Uh, so my six is Wilt. Wilt Chamberlain. Okay. And uh, Wilt Chamberlain. Was uh Quite was the a dominant move on your part? It is the the man scored a hundred points in a game. Okay, that means something. That means something. He averaged thirty points a game and almost twenty three rebounds over his entire career. That's insane. I think I struck out fifteen kids in a little league game one time. Does that mean I get to be considered congratulations? One of the pitchers but Will, of all time. Will no, was playing one game in the does NBA. Not mean shit. It doesn't mean when, anything. Yes, it. Well, when you score 100 points, yeah, it does. Because who's One done game. that since? One game. Who's no. done that since? Nobody. Kobe Nobody's even close. come close. Kobe, no, Kobe had 83. 81. Close. Kobe had 81. 81. That is not close. Whatever. 20 points is not close. The difference between scoring 20 in a game and scoring 40 in a game is huge. And okay. the era. Let's think about the era. We talk about the era right. all the time. He, he was dominant. A different era. So a he big scoring dominant. game was probably. I don't know. Bill Explain Russell yourself. was playing. Explain Bill yourself. Russell Sorry, was playing in that era, and he only averaged fifteen points a game. So somehow Bill Russell couldn't score the ball, but Wilt could score a hundred points a game, hundred points in a game. So he's fifth in points overall, first in rebounds. He is the all-time leading rebounder ahead of Bill Russell, might I add. Uh, I saw Ford- this. I saw this statistic, and it was on. Um, I think it was earlier this NBA season. And they talked about rebounds in a game. And was it Wilt had the most 30 rebound games? Second, yeah. was Bill, second was Bill Russell. And then everyone else combined didn't even have as much 30 round games as Bill Russell and Wilt Chamberlain. That's awesome. <laughs> like they each themselves had well over 100 games. And then there was like 112 total combined for everyone else. Really? That's it, it nuts. It was crazy. It was crazy. That's awesome. That is yeah. so cool. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. He's a four-time MVP, 10-time All-NBA, 13-time All-Star. He was 2-4 and four in the finals, which is probably the only knock, if, especially if you're going to compare him to, like, Bill Russell, who was, you know, like we can compare Magic and, uh, and Larry Bird. You can kind of compare Bill Russell and, uh, and Wilt in a lot of ways. But to me, the the impact on the game, people still talk about Wilt Chamberlain because he scored 100 points in a game. And, like, that's something that will never be done again. Right. And as great as Bill Russell was and some of these other players, like, to me, when I'm looking at impact, legacy, those are the things that stick out. So that's why I had Wilt Chamberlain at six. Okay. I mean, I don't think that's absurd, but... I don't think so. I, to call him top five is a stretch, 
I think. But, no, if you uh, have it in the back half of a top ten, though, I think you're doing I, I, okay. Yeah, I think six to ten. I is think all you can right. plug him really anywhere in that back half of the top ten and feel okay about it. Yeah, I, I, anything lower than eight, I don't know. Uh, I'd feel weird about that, but <laughs> I, 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 which is probably where you had him. Okay, let's go to seven. Where are you we at, seven? Mitch? Number seven. Are we ready? Yes, I'm so ready. Okay, this is where I got Kobe. Yes, so did I. Okay, good. Woo! There we, we go. Agreed. We Let's agreed. go, baby. Look at us Let's agreeing go. on something. I love it. All right. Seven yeah, no, I got Kobe right. at seven. It Doesn't feels okay. It, it feels good. It feels right. Yeah. I think seven's appropriate for Kobe. I, I, don't, I don't know how to justify it, really. <laughs> you're I don't you're know a man how to of many it. words. Like, Here, let like, me talk about Kobe for a while. <laughs> yeah, like I can pull up numbers and stats and stuff like that and try to justify it, but like just seven feels right. Like, I don't know how else to say it. I couldn't like, agree what more. What do you got? Like, like how, do you, how did you decipher or figure out how you're going to put him there? Okay, so I wanted to put him at six, but I couldn't put him over Wilt Chamberlain, so I put him at seven. And, and I, like, I tried. I like, had him written in at six, and then I was like, you know what? I can't. I can't because of Wilt and the 100, 100 points in the game. I couldn't do it. But Kobe averaged 25 points, five rebounds, 4.7 assists over his career. He's third all-time in points, 15th in steals. People forget this. People like to call Kobe a ball hog, but he has the most assists all time of any shooting guard. So let's not forget that this man was also a facilitator, especially compared to a lot of the shooting guards in history, including MJ. He had more assists than Michael Jordan. So anywho, he, he only won one MVP, which I think is the biggest knock on his career. When people talk about Kobe, there is an argument to be made that he was never the greatest player at the time, like in in the in the NBA at his time, that there was always somebody. I mean, Shaq was better in the early two thousands. I think from two thousand four five on till about two thousand eight, when LeBron really started to shine. I think that's when Kobe was the best player in the game. But that was a really short window because once LeBron comes in, LeBron was pretty much the best player in the league, and Kobe was not. Yeah. <laughs> um. So that's it, kind yeah, of yeah. It was just kind of an unfortunate circumstance for Kobe. I mean, because he had the talent to be the best guy. Absolutely. But he just and was to me, always overshadowed, and it was yeah, kind to, of yeah, yeah. To me, post Shaq, once Shaq left after the '04 Finals, I think he was for a few years until LeBron really came into his own. Um, but I mean. One MVP, but he was a 15-time All-NBA, 18-time All-Star. He was a 12-time All-Defensive Team player. People forget that Kobe was good at defense. He actually has the most All-Defensive Teams out of anybody in my top 10. The only guy that I consider that had more All-Defensive Teams was Tim Duncan. Nobody else had as many as Kobe did. And like yeah. I said, people forget about how good of a defender Kobe Bryant was. He, he was wasn't five and called two. the Mamba for nothing. I mean, he, exactly. I mean, he was an all-around player. He could pass. Yeah. He could shoot. Obviously, he could defend. He's five and two in the finals. Two finals MVPs. Obviously, the first three with Shaq was very dominant, but he did go to uh, to two more finals post Shaq and uh, won both of those. Um, actually, no, lost. He went to. Let me think. You know, he went to three post Shaq. And was, uh, wait, am I doing this right? Yeah, he was two and one. Yeah, because they, yeah, because Shaq and him combined were three and one because they lost 04 to Detroit. But yeah. Hey, 
I so this is not having to do anything with the top ten. But okay. I was I was watching I was rewatching Game Six of the two thousand two Western Conference Finals. Los Angeles Lakers, Sacramento Kings. Do you remember Devin George? Ooh, back in the recesses of my mind, that name sounds familiar. Because I, I when I saw him, I remembered him, and I was yeah. like, oh, <laughs> that mother effer! I, he's got the most punchable face in history. Like. <laughs> I looked at him and it infuriated me. I was like, huh. I just want to knock him out so bad. Like I probably couldn't because he's like six foot five and like you know <laughs> way more athletic than me. But I this is just a random fact because since we were talking about early two thousands Lakers and kind of mentioned them, I was like, you know what, Devin George might be the most punchable face in history. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> We could make a list. Top 10 most punchable faces in sports. <laughs> well, that'll be next week's episode. And Devin George would be <laughs> near the top. Maybe not number one, but near the top. Near, near the top. That's funny. I Like I said, I, I, that name, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to look him up after we record this because uh, I'm, I'm now curious. But the name sounds familiar. Yeah. Um, it, but, uh, yeah, I mean, Kobe is one of the greatest, in my opinion. He's not higher. I think seven, like you said, is the right place to put him. I wanted to. I'm a Kobe stan. I wanted to put him higher. I've even talked to you where you've said he's in the conversation for the goat. And I thought for a while. I thought for a while, but I've I've yeah. come back down to earth and and he's not there. But you can't knock the five finals. You no, know, you five can't. and two in the finals is is really good. Is really he good. Has Third the, all time he, in points. Yeah, he has the accolades. And, yeah, I mean you've listed them and they're all there. It's and just the that he wasn't. I mean, and the people impact. know about him, but he just he wasn't the greatest during his time, and that was yeah. the only that's the only knock you have against him. That it's, and the one MVP. It's part of the reason why Allen Iverson isn't on my list because he was you know one of the league's best players at that time. I think you put LeBron, Kobe, and Allen Iverson in that conversation together for that era, but but he's not on my list because he was so overshadowed by LeBron and Kobe. Mm-hmm. So he's not there for me, but yeah. And Kobe gets the same argument for why he's not in the top five. And LeBron is because he just overshadowed them. Right. Right. And that's like, like I said, that one MVP only winning one MVP in that era. I mean, there were a lot of good players. You had Tim Duncan, Dirk, obviously Shaq, um, Allen yeah, Iverson, Dirk, Steve but, Nash, stuff like that. But if you're the best player, then you need to be, the best player and he just didn't he just didn't do that and i think that's the biggest knock on him so i tried though sorry kobe i tried to put your top five i couldn't and i'm and i'm a kobe stan so that was rough for me yeah um so no i'm sure it was like you know that's (laughs) that's your boy is kobe it is he's my boy i defend kobe (laughs) um okay let's go eight let's talk number eight who do you have number eight um i got will chamberlain number eight um, seems seems okay. And like I like I tried to you know like I said earlier, you could put him really anywhere in that top, the back half of the top ten, and feel okay with it. But I couldn't feel and like you said with eight, and I kind of chuckled when you said it. Um, I don't feel comfortable putting him any lower than eight. Right. Um, and so I have him there. He's a thirteen-time All Star, four-time MVP, ten-time All. NBA seven time scoring champ. You mentioned the hundred point game that he had. Uh, was he with the Sixers then, or was he with? 
Yes, he was yeah. with the, the the Sixers. But or, yeah, 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 yeah. He was. With the Sixers. I have a uh, I have Wilt the Stilt at number eight. He's just I love it. And he was he was a great defensive player. He's a great shot blocker. Everyone yes. kind of forgets that. Everyone yeah. associates him with the scoring because he averaged thirty points a game. Right. But he was a great defensive guy, great shot blocker, as well. Very true. Very and he true. He's a great I scorer pre three point line. So that's yeah. That's another thing you have to take into consideration. That, that is true. That is true. Yeah, and that's why I say like eras. You really have to look at eras and like how the game was played. Then, like you know, yeah. I, I like there was a lot of times. You know, you look at even in the beginning of LeBron's career. You look at like the the playoff games and the scores are like eighty eight to eighty two. You yeah. don't see that nowadays. It's one twelve to like one oh six. You know. And that, you know, standard that's in regulation. Right. And so you have to like take that in consideration of like, oh, you know, if somebody was able to average that many points in that era, that means something, you you know, you you, you have to look at that. So I am at eight. I had Bill Russell. Okay. And I feel pretty good about him at eight. I wouldn't have put him any lower than eight. Kind of like you said with Will. He has to be in the top eight for me. He's definitely not top two. Um, but I mean, obviously like 11 and one of finals is something that nobody can say and nobody will ever do again. And he definitely has that going for him. Right. Um, but for me, I, I, I look at finals with a grain of salt. I think obviously they're important. They're obviously important, especially when you're comparing player by player, who's the greatest of all time. But you know, you have to look at a lot of things with finals. Who were they playing against? Who was on their team? Like, I don't fault LeBron for not winning in 2014 when Kevin Love and Kyrie Irving were both injured. Or 2015, that was 2015. I can't fault him for not winning that finals, even if he's the greatest player of all time. You know, and so you have to look at those kind of things, I think, when you look at finals record, and uh, that that information matters. And I'm not saying that Bill Russell isn't deserving of his 11 finals by any means. All I'm yeah. saying is that that well, isn't as impactful to me. Yeah. And I mean, I think that's pretty impar- apparent for both of us um, because Elijah won isn't on my list. He won two finals. He won back-to-back finals in the early 90s yep. with the Rockets. And right. was, I mean... He was by far the most dominant player at his position at that time. Right. And he's not on there because there were other players that were better than him at his position for their era and at that time. But he had mm-hmm. the finals. I mean, he won two of them. Right. A lot of guys don't win any, and he had two of them. Yeah. So just to kind of piggyback on that converse, that uh, argument that you had there. Absolutely. Well, and I think that's a great transition because I have Hakeem Olajuwon at number nine on my on my list. Oh, uh, really? So, and this was somebody I debated. It was basically Hakeem, Tim Duncan, Carl Malone. Who can I put in? And I looked at all three of their stats. I broke everything down. Um, and to me, Hakeem just seemed like a more impactful player than Tim Duncan or Carl Malone. Uh, obviously, Duncan had the finals. Like you said, Hakeem only won two back to back and in the 90s during a very tough. I mean, that was. I think that's when Michael was not playing. So he did get lucky and Michael Jordan took a break. <laughs> um, but I, he averaged 21.8 points a game, 11.1 rebounds. He's 11th all time in points, 13th in rebounds, eight in steals, first in blocks, nine time, all defensive, 12 time, all NBA and all-star and a one time, uh, one MVP. 
And I don't know, to me, like I said, Akeem Olajuwon was more impactful in the game than Tim Duncan was. And maybe it's Tim Duncan's personality, and maybe that's a knock on him. His stats are great. You look at his stats and you're like, that guy was a stud. But he's so boring to me that I don't even think about, like, I don't think about Tim Duncan as, like, this great player. You know? It's weird. I don't know why. So I don't have Olajuwon on my list. I made that clear earlier. Right. But I think I have someone that you may not have on your list. Here, and I feel like he is one of the most forgotten great basketball players of all time. He was a member of the Cincinnati Royals and the Milwaukee Bucks. He spent the majority of his career with the Cincinnati Royals. The big O, Oscar Robertson. Oh, okay. Yeah. I he, he's 13th on mine. He was yeah. one of those guys at the end I considered, but I'd love to hear your argument for him because yeah, I think there's so- an argument to be made. Yeah, uh, as a top ten player, I mean, he had the nickname Mister Triple Double for no reason, or for, yeah, for a reason. Sorry, oh, yeah, for right, no reason. Right. <laughs> yeah, you don't just don't you just don't give guys nicknames for no reason. Just like you don't put Michael Jordan on Bugs Bunny's team for no reason to beat the Monstars for no reason because he's the <laughs> goat. Um, no, he played over a thousand games, a thousand and forty games. He averaged twenty five, seven, and nine. Which is almost a triple-double for his career. I mean, when you think about <laughs> it, that's, that's incredible. Um, he did average a triple-double a game. And so when Russell Westbrook was averaging a triple-double a game, uh, this was the guy they compared him to, was Oscar Robertson. Because in, 60, in the 61-62 season, he averaged 30.8 points a game, 12.5 rebounds, and 11.5 assists a game. I mean, that is incredible. And he averaged no lower than, with the exception of his last year, where he averaged 6.4 assists a game. He averaged no lower than 7.5 a game. Wow. As far as assists. Um, He's just, yeah, he's one of the most overlooked players of all time, I think, for me. Um, Uh, One of the most forgotten players. I mean, and and maybe that's just. Because he played so long ago. I'm sure, I, you know, yeah. I, for me, yeah. it's kind of similar to Bill Russell. It's like, you know, I don't, I didn't grow up hearing these names. Like, I didn't grow up, like, thinking about their impact. So for for our generation, it's hard to think about Oscar Robertson and, and Bill Russell and even oh, exactly. Wilt, you know, th- those older, older players. And, and I understand that. It's, it's hard to, it's easy to forget about right. Oscar Robertson because... He didn't play in our era. He played in our grandparents' era. So, mm-hmm. but yeah, I have him at number nine. Um, I feel like that's about right. He could probably be a little bit higher up, but I just, I, like, I, like we talked about, I didn't grow up seeing him, and I don't know enough about him to put him any higher. Yeah. I feel you. I'm, I'm cool. Like I said, I, I think there's an argument to be made for Oscar Robertson in the top 10. I couldn't. I tried, um, but I liked Hakeem. Moore and uh, my 10th guy, I couldn't leave out of the top 10. So I just like, it, it wasn't going to happen. But uh, I'm, I'm, I like our Oscar Robertson in the top 10. So Your face Let's... was priceless when I said he was a member of the Cincinnati Royals. Yeah. You just kind of cocked your head and looked at me like, all right, where the hell are you going with this one? Bro, so. I was like, I was like, who the <laughs> F is? I, I was sitting here thinking, is he going to name some dude I've never heard of? Like how it like, and I thought you were trying, I, before you said it, I thought you were going to go for Oscar Robertson. <laughs> uh, but when you said that, I was like, I don't, 
I don't know what team he played for, and I was like, what the? Because he was where a, the, the majority of his career was a Cincinnati Royal, which uh-huh. is weird. Like that team doesn't exist anymore. So right. like, and then <laughs> the last three or four years of his career, he was with the Milwaukee Bucks. Uh-huh. But yeah, so kind of just a funky addition to the end of the list. Um, yeah, I love it. I love or it. Or the I back end it. of it. We still got a few more. But. All right, yeah, we we are we are at the end. Number ten. Why don't you go Number... first on this one? Okay, yes. I will. And uh, you you said this earlier about this man, and uh, he that is honestly <clears throat> part of and a, and a big part of why I had to put him at number ten. A token white guy on the list. I had Larry Bird at number 10. I couldn't leave him off. I looked at this and I was like, we got to have one white guy on the list. You cannot leave him off. (laughs) I was like, we got... (laughs) And not just because he's a white guy, but like, he was that good. Of course. But at first I kind of looked at that and then I was like, nah, we kind of need a white guy. No, I'm just kidding. I mean, Larry Bird... (laughs) We need a white guy. We're all about diversity here on the Sports Hour. <laughs> Absolutely. We need the token white guy in the basketball team. No, like like we talked about earlier between him and Magic, very comparable. To me, Larry Bird was the second best player of that era behind Magic. So I couldn't yeah. like, quite put him up there. I think there's an argument to be made anywhere from like 6 to 10. But to me, Wilt, Kobe, Bill Russell, Hakeem were a little more impactful. Looking back at it, I probably could have moved Larry up to like eight uh, and maybe even above Hakeem. But part of the reason why is because Larry had a short career and he doesn't show up in the top 25 of any of these major stat lists. And I think that that kind of mattered to me when I was comparing people here because, for example, Hakeem is first in blocks and he's top 15 in points, rebounds, and top 10 in steals. <clears throat> so you look at that and what he was able to do his career and then you yeah. have Larry Bird. That's And, and it was like, oh, it's like hard. I obviously understand his impact and I, an iconic player, especially for those runs in the 80s. But I see, I see the difference now in our lists. And it took me until number 10 to figure it out is – and knowing you for most of my life, you are very analytical. You look at the numbers. Absolutely. I looked at this as greatness. Um. So that's why I have Larry Bird higher on the list. Because greatness, Larry Bird's one of the all-time greats. Maybe right. statistically, he doesn't stand up to some of the guys that you have ahead of him. But for me, greatness, an all-time player... Trump some of that stuff. And so he goes uh-huh. ahead to number five where you have him at number 10. And I'm, I started to notice that trend about six or seven when you were starting to read off. I was like, okay, I think he's going more analytical here, which is totally yes. cool. Like that's just a totally <laughs> different style of, right. Of coming up with lists. Um, but, and it's a totally, you know, it's a valid one, but I think we just, we classified things a little bit differently here. Absolutely. Absolutely. Well, and that's, yeah, I mean, that's, that's just how I work. And so it, it is cool doing these lists. Cause like you said, you know, greatness, Bill Russell is a great 11 finals, you know, yes, a great player, Larry Bird, a great player. Like you don't have Shaq on this list, which I thought was intriguing. Um, and so like, to me, Shaq is, we look at his dominance, especially statistically, like he was a great player. So yeah, it is a uh, so, fast, fascinating. <clears throat> So for my number ten, um, I wanted to keep it a surprise for you. 
Oh, oh. And you and you just mentioned it not that long ago. It's the big diesel, the big oh, okay. Aristotle, Good. Shaquille yeah. O'Neal. He's number oh, ten for it. me. Um, and like I'm glad like he you made said your earlier, I, you had him a lot higher than I did. But yes, um, I had him at five. We we swapped Larry Bird and Shaq on our yeah. lists. <laughs> <clears throat> yeah. Um. But you know, Shaq Daddy, he fifteen time All Star. Okay. Uh, he was a, he was an MVP one time, but he was he can contri- he, how do you talk about Shaq and not be able to run on for about a half an hour because he's got yeah. so many accolades dominance um, dominance is dominance. the word that and comes to mind when I think of Shaq his, not just his size it was it was his play at the position he was just he was a dominant player and and his attitude favorite, and his personality you know one of my favorite personalities of all time. Oh Shaq. yeah, because <laughs> um, you can't help but love the guy. You can't help it. So um, he's one of those guys that you want to have over for a barbecue. Like you just want to have him over and <laughs> chat with them and stuff. Like he's that guy for me. So like, um, yeah, I have him at number ten, uh, dominance at his position, and um, really, there's no what. There's very few guys that compared to him at the center spot. No, for me, I mean, Wilt. Is one of them, and that's about it. And Bill Russell, Bill Russell was a center, right? I think, yeah, for his time, he was a center. Pro- probably considered. I mean, he's yeah. more of a power forward size, but right, right, he would be a center for his. Well, because I don't yeah, think Wilt was more than like six ten. I mean, he wasn't Wilt was like seven one. Was he? Oh, okay. Yeah, so I was thinking he was he was short in that, but yeah, Wilt was quite a bit taller than people remember. So yeah, yeah, clearly I didn't remember. <laughs> yeah, right. Um, I mean. We yeah. didn't see him play though, so we don't. We have that, an excuse true. for that. I was not so. around. I was not around to measure him. Yeah, um, <laughs> we were just a gleam in our parents' eyes at that point. Yeah, just a you know, in our mama's I eyes. like like you said. I I, I I could say a lot of things about Shaq. Dominant, dominant, yeah. dominant, dominant. So I like I said, the few guys that I really hurt to leave off the list was Tim Duncan and Carl Malone. Those are like those two guys I tried to find a place for. But to me, Hakeem and Bill Russell and Shaq, those kind of guys were more impactful than, than, than Duncan and Malone. So I couldn't quite put them up there. Uh, yeah. Who are, the, who are the like two or three guys that you really wanted to put on the list but just couldn't I'm really find a glad spot? you asked that. Um, I really wanted to put Durant on the list. Really? Already? Uh, yeah, I just I, – the greatness thing. I We're think he will to be top ten. I think he will be uh, top ten at some point. But yeah, I, don't I know. think okay. I think you boot. I think he's going to boot Shaq off that list, and I think he's going to boot Oscar Robertson off that list when his all when his career is all said and done. He might uh-huh. even pass Magic and Bird. I th- I could see him passing Kobe. I could see Kevin Durant yeah, if he yeah, keeps yeah, this yeah. up. Yeah, I mean Absolutely. he's on pace right now. I think to beat Kareem's all time points. Like yeah. I could see Kevin Durant being a top. Five player of all time, honestly, yeah, and that's crazy. Um, because I looked at a list and it was the top twenty-five players, and we could uh-huh. do a three-hour podcast on that, but no yeah. one wants to listen to a three-hour <laughs> podcast, so no. we keep it down to about an hour and a half for you guys. Um, Jerry West was another one. Oh, yeah, that was hard for me too. Um, Julius Irving was really hard not to keep. Mm. It was really hard to keep off the list because he's so great. The greatness factor again with yes, Julius Irving. Right. Um, Carl Malone, Moses Malone was another one. 
Yeah, all the Malones. Uh, a lot of people would put Moses Malone in this top ten, and I, there, I just I couldn't. Um, um, Dirk Nowitzki, John Stockton. I put Scotty Pippen on the on the list, uh, even though I know he's not even close to a top ten. Right. But he's definitely a top twenty five for me. Um, um, Dirk Nowitzki, Elgin Baylor was another one really hard to keep off the list. So, and then Barkley was another one. Right. Um, yeah. What about you? Was there any ones you were really hardcore considering putting in, or just just Duncan and Malone and Oscar Robertson? Um, I thought it's about. It's fun to think about the other guys, though. It's fun yeah, to think you know, I about. Thought, yeah, I thought about Stockton and Dirk. A lot, and I've actually seen yeah. Dirk as a top ten player on some list, which is I think that's people that are even more analytically uh, inclined than I am because Dirk was not even like the second best player in his era. Like Kobe right. and 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 Tim Duncan and Shaq were all better than Dirk, really. So he's one of those quiet greats, you know. Right. I mean, and and he's sixth all time. I is it? Yeah, let me see. Yeah, he's sixth all time in points. So the, I mean, yeah. the man could score, and he's still playing, so he could move so up. So if you he could, but I'm, but to me, it's like he was really like the fourth best player of his time. I, I can't really, I don't know. I can't I can't put him up there. You know, I yeah, that's tough because like scoring is such a like especially in today's game, it's such a big part of it. Like well, defense score, is not really lose. stressed. So well, yeah, it's I mean, very, it's very important. No, but I mean that in relationship to defense, um, of course, right? So like the sixth highest scoring player of all time in an era where it's stressed to score more than it is to play defense. Uh Like how do you keep him off that list? And you know, it's, it's one of those sticky situations where I think, I think I wouldn't disagree with someone if they tried to put him on the top 10. I could, depending on who they put them, who they put. Yeah. Who they booted off. If if they booted off guys like, I don't know if they booted off Kobe Bryant, then I'll be like, no, or, no, 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 stop, stop, stop. Right, you're done. Right. But if they booted off Oscar Robertson or Shaquille O'Neal or even Wilt, I would be like, okay, I understand, but you better give me some good evidence. Like, yeah, I'd, I'd struggle with that. Even I don't know. Well, with Wilt, but I, I would be okay with Shaq and Oscar going off. Really, but, you you you'd think that Shaq is a, a jerk is a better player all time than Shaq. You know, I really struggled putting Shaq at ten. To be honest with really? you, really, yeah, I really I really had a hard time putting him there because there were so many good guys that we were leaving off, like Elijah Wan, yeah, like like Nowitzki, like Elgin Baylor or Jerry West or Moses Malone, who a lot of people, like, I mean, he was the Michael Jordan of his time as well. Yeah, but that and so why do you? This is not easy. Iverson. People. I mean, this is what not, you should know. This is not an easy thing to do to come up with no, a list and narrow it to ten. Yeah, it's there's so many good players. I think that it's a similar conversation to baseball, where like you could have the ten greatest baseball players of all time, and there, there's so much history behind it, and so many good players that went through that it's hard to narrow it down just to ten. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Well, Mitch, this has been fun. This has been so fun. I'm glad we did this exercise. I've never formally created a top 10 list for me. I've always had in my mind where I would put players. Uh, So this was a fun exercise for me. I'm glad we did this. This was great. I mean, and you guys know, and I've said this a couple times on the previous podcast, I'm not an NBA guy. Dallin is slowly turning me into a basketball fan again. Yes. I was a fan 
of the early 2000s Kings, and then I really lost contact. I just I stopped paying attention. He's turning him in. He's turning me in to a NBA fan again, and uh, I'm really enjoying Beautiful. it. I'm great. enjoying it. It's it. great. Um, the NBA is great. I love it. It's my favorite sport. It's my favorite sport league. Well, the yeah. NBA basketball. But I'm always gonna love football. But you know, football is great. Football is a close two for me. Uh, but I don't know. NBA is great. You know what, guys? Let us, like I said earlier, send us your GOAT list. Do the list. Try, excuse me, try to come up with a top 10 and let us know because I would love to hear your guys' thoughts. And like Mitch pointed out earlier very astutely, everybody does it differently. I did it more analytically, statistically based. Mitch did it more on an impactful, like almost legacy kind of era. I mean, yeah, like kind of standard, I guess, if you will. Um, and I don't know if there's a wrong way to do the list unless Michael Jordan is not the number one player on it. Then you did it wrong. Yeah. If um, Michael's <laughs> not the number one, he beat the Monstars, guys. Come yeah, on. Let's if he's not never number one, forget. we're just going to just we're going to get you out of Hashtag here. never forget. That's right. Um, so, uh, yeah, let, let us know your list. Uh, follow us on Instagram and Twitter. Again, the links are in the bio. You can uh, follow us on there for updates on the free agents, uh, NBA free agency, and any other things that go on in the world of sports. Yeah, get in on the conversation. Let us know what you guys want to hear. Like I always say, tell us we suck. What do you want to hear? I mean, that's what's going to make us better is we hear Absolutely. that we suck and we can improve on things. Um, guys, thanks for downloading this. Thanks for subscribing. Thanks for listening. And you guys have a great rest of your week. We will see you next week. Happy 4th of July. Have a Enjoy safe, your Independence Day. Yes. Yeah, and I can't stress this enough. If you are having a little bit too much of a good time on the 4th of July, make sure you have a driver. Do Get not drive home. Get an Uber. Call me. Download drive Call me. Uber. Get an <laughs> I Uber, will drive, guys. I will drive you home. Get a safe driver. <laughs> Please have a safe and happy 4th of July. We will see you guys next week. See ya. See ya. <laughs>